Jesus came into Jerusalem for the last time before his crucifixion, he came as a king. He came in the way a king processes into a city, and he was greeted like that. And the powers that be didn't like it, if you read the account. Hey, so what's all this about? He came as, he came as a king. And uh, in fact, when he, was, when he was born, the wise men, if you remember, they came to Herod saying, we, we've, we're looking for the king of the Jews. Where, where is he? Where is he? Which didn't please Herod too much. And uh, of course, when he died, uh, Pilate, um, he was sort of uh, being a bit sarcastic and ironic about it, and he was doing it to annoy um, the Jewish powers. But he had written above and, and nailed to the cross, you know, the king of the Jews. Jesus is our king, and now he's enthroned. Our king Jesus is enthroned. And that's great. But this is amazing. This is what gets me. Amazingly, it says this in Ephesians, that we are members of his household. How good is that? Yeah, I can see you're not really excited, are you? Couldn't care less. You are members of his household. In Hebrews, it says this, both the one who makes people holy, Jesus, and those who are made holy, that's us, because he's working on us and he's making us holy, are of the same family. So Jesus, it says this, I love this, so Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. How good is that? That is amazing. Can I just put a rider to that that I've just noticed? If Jesus, the king, is not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters, have we ever got the right to be ashamed of any one of our brothers and sisters? Okay? Just take that in for a minute, will you? He's not ashamed. He's not ashamed to call me his brother. He's not ashamed for me to be part of his household. In the message version of the Bible, it says this, Jesus doesn't hesitate to treat us as family. That is good. If Dave hasn't got a copyright on this, I'm going to do Yes. You know, I'm allowed to jump a bit. It's absolutely amazing that we are in the royal family. We are part of King Jesus' household. Are there times when you think, I'm not that important, I'm not special, I'm not very good, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you wake up in the morning and think, uh, oh, another day, you know, it's, it's Monday and I've got to go to work and, and all the rest of it. But you know, it's never an ordinary day. You are in the royal family of Jesus. Every day you're part of his household, wherever you are, whatever the circumstances... You wake up as a member of his family. That's got to count for something, hasn't it? And I just want to say, unlike um, the royal family, you know, you're not quite just there for show or, or just to say the appropriate things. And you're not like the other royal family to just sit around on a sofa, you know, not really doing anything at all or not bothering and just gassing about stuff. God's got so much for you. 
He's got plans for you. Okay? He's, Jesus has come to give you abundant life. And, and the Bible tells us that God has got things for you to do. I, I know that the, the royal family, they have a program of stuff, don't they? To go around and, and do things. And, and to represent the royal family, you know, when Prince Charles goes out or any one of the others. Do you know, when you get up in the morning... You've got a program. You may think to yourself, oh, I'm not doing anything today. Oh, yes, you are. Just listen out for what God's got for you. It may just be a word to somebody. It may just be a smile to somebody. You know, you don't know what it is, but you get up and you are representing the royal family. You are part of the royal family, and you're going out just like they have to go out and represent the royal family to others. That's amazing. Because it's both, yeah, it's a responsibility, but what a privilege. What an honor. You you are royalty. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It's really something. Every day, every day is a chance to find out what your family task is or what your role for the day is. Every day you've got the chance to do that. You could have a boring life if you like, or you can have a life that's exciting because you realize who you're working for, okay? Because sometimes you're doing things for this person or that person or the other. Let me tell you, you're doing things for the king, okay? And that makes everything different. And we've got our place in the family because of love, because God wants to be in a relationship with us. He actually, listen to what it says in Psalm 18, verse 19. And and I love this verse. And it's one we've had before in our church. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me, get this, because he delighted in me. God delights in you. That's God. Oh, it's so kind of miserable about this, you know. Oh, you know, God delights in me, you know. Who cares, you know. It's amazing. It's an amazing fact that God delights in us. Imagine, this is what I I was thinking about this, and uh, I imagine myself being, and see if you can, being brought out into this beautiful, spacious place that God has for me. Uh, Not confined, but able to say, oh God, you've got so much for me. The world becomes mine. You know, it's different now. Uh, And not only that, I like the idea that he has brought me. I can imagine him standing next to me saying, Bob, there you go. This is where I brought you. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? I've got all this for you. What are you going to do with it? Yeah? And he's there with me. I think that's unbelievably cool and it makes me feel so good. See, God so loved the world. And, 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 you know, when you read the Greek bit, it comes out. 
God so loved the world that he sent his son. That's why Jesus died on the cross for me, so that I could enter into a relationship with God. And that's what the essence of eternal life is. It's not just living forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, like watching a cricket match or something like that that just goes on and on and on and on and on, you know, with no apparent result. Sorry if you're, you know, there's probably people here saying, shoot that man. But hey, give it up and watch football. You know, that's all I say. Uh, But eternal life is a quality of life and it's a relationship of life. It's to do with who you're with, not how long. It's got nothing to do with it. It's who you're with. I, I found a really beautiful moth in, in our house uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I wasn't sure what it was, so I, I contacted my local moth expert, Dave, who informed me it was a Jersey tiger moth, which I... I and he was right. I checked it up afterwards. You can never tell. Uh, it was a question of identity. I wanted to find out what the moth was. Do you know, it's more important for us to know who we are, to get our identity right, to know who we are in God, and realize every day that we are part of the royal family of Christ. It's not just important for us, by the way. There's a world outside that needs us to show them what God is about. You know, it's very, very important. Um, if I could have found the little uh, piece of paper that I have, I haven't. It doesn't really matter. I had a, uh, a little uh, article from a newspaper. It's from the I newspaper. It, gave te- it said this, that a third of people feel disengaged from their local community. They don't feel part of community at all. And lots of other people don't feel very community. And there was a list of ten different things that people felt you needed for community. It had stuff like... Um, sa- just saying hello, people saying hello. I, I tell you, just, just this, this is an aside. We used to go walking with um, uh, Emily and Lucy when they, when they were smaller, and we'd be walking around the, uh, on the North Downs, and we'd be walking past people, and they'd go, hello, or good morning, good afternoon, and we'd go, good morning, hello, back to them. And this would always happen when we went walking on the North Downs or somewhere like that. And, and I don't know if it was Emily or Lucy said, you know lots of people, don't you? And couldn't work it out. Why is this? You can walk down a street in Rose Hill or the Circle and no one will say a word to you. Okay? Unless you really know them. Because we don't say hello that much to people. We don't smile so much at people, do we? And if you do, you're liable to get had up for it, aren't you? If you're not careful. Yeah, people want to be engaged. People want to, uh, to know they're part of, of community. But what upset me, not so much upset me, but I went, I looked down, and I think about ninth or 10th, it was a good pub. 
But the church wasn't there. In those ten things, there wasn't a mention about the church. Now, there may be, that was countrywide, there may be places where church comes in. But, you know, we should be showing what community's about, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we be somewhere in that list where they say, you know what makes a really good community? When you've got a church there, when it's doing brilliant, when it's out there showing God's love and, and there's something different that's bringing quality to, to the area. In Matthew, we can hear Jesus telling us to be salt and light in the world and not to lose our saltiness and not to hide our light. You know, salt gives flavor and it preserves things, it keeps things. Light shows the way and it, and it brings things out. And that's what we're to be in the world, to our neighbors, to our community. That's what we're to be. But do you know, I want to say it's really hard sometimes. You know, to be, to be that light, to be that sort, how do we keep it? I always remember Mark saying something. I, I'll probably misquote him totally and utterly, but really I don't care, you know. Um, it was, you know, two things. I'm, I'm just going to say it like this. When Jesus was asked what the most important commandments were, he said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And it's the connection between the two being put together. Okay? Because it's from the place of authentic relationship with God that real relationship with God that we can love our neighbor as ourselves. As we realize who he is, who God is, and when we meet with him and we allow him to work in our lives and we realize our own worth, that we are part of that royal family and we have all the power of the royal family as well and all the wealth of the royal family, I might add, you know, as we realize our worth and potential, we find we have something genuine to pass on to other people. Something real. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do a little bit of background to something I want to read. During the time that the people of Israel were in the wilderness, having come out of Egypt, Moses was allowed to see God's glory. It was so intense and it was so amazing that his face shone. It shone so much that he, he put a veil over his face so that people would be both shielded from its intensity and neither would they see the glory when it faded. <laughs> Interesting enough, Paul points out the people didn't notice anyway. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, reminds the Corinthians that people, even then and now, have a veil that comes between them and God. And only Jesus can remove that veil. He's the one who takes it away. And he goes on to say this, and I'm going to read from the message, which, although it's not a word-for-word -word translation, says what I believe is God's message for today.
And I want you to hear this because it backs up what we've been hearing in the last weeks. Whenever, though, people turn to face God as Moses did. We've been talking about the presence of God being the face of God and us coming face to face with him. Whenever, though, they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil and there they are face to face. Then suddenly they recognize that God is a living, personal presence not a piece of chiseled stone. That's what it says there. In other words, when we, we can show people a real God, a living, personal presence, not a church, not a monument, not even a heritage, or, or a, a, not even a book, you know, we can show people the real thing, that living God. And when, and I love the way it puts it, and when God is personally present, and we carry that with us. Come on. We carry that with us. A living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it, all of us. Nothing between us and God, our faces shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured, much like the Messiah. And this is an important bit. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. It's an amazing thing that not only... Are we in the king's family? But we're becoming more and more, day by day, more like him. That's what it's about, really. We are being transformed into his likeness. I find it hard to, to believe that he can turn me into his likeness. But the promises are there time and time again in the Bible. You are members of that royal family. So we need to enjoy our relationship with God. We need to rejoice in who we are. We need to encourage one another. You know, let people, let each other know that we are in that family of God. We are in the royal family Little by little, becoming more like the king. You know, people are looking for genuine love. They're looking for genuine hope. They're looking for genuine community. They're fed up hearing about it. They're fed up hearing about it. They want to see it. They want to know the real thing. You know, there's so much fake news and all that stuff on the telly. Look, I, I'm not going to... Yesterday... Okay, and it, I have nothing against people shouting out in the middle of the street, you know, and preaching the gospel. That's, that's great. You know, it's really cool. If that's your bag, that's fine. But sometimes I'm hearing people doing this stuff, and I, I've got to say, I wonder what people wandering by think, especially as they get sound bites. You know the sound bite? You know, 
you're doomed, and the person's gone, you know? And all he knows is that he's doomed or that he's a sinner or he's, he's nothing or she or whatever. Um, I heard a guy yesterday and he was going about fear and the fear of man and the fear. Of, and people were just wandering by and, and they would have got that sound bite. But no, they wouldn't have, they'd have heard stuff. But we want to show people it. We want to show God's love. We want to be God's love. We're in his family. We're the royal family. Let's show that. Let's, let's encourage one another and cheer each, cheer each other up, you know. Sometimes we need, do you know what? Sometimes Christians need a flipping good laugh. Is that, is that okay? You know? Oh, should we? Yeah, you're right, Dave. Let's go around as miserable as heck. That would really make people want to come, won't it? Hey? Do you know, I, I've, I've got this sin of Ron Seal here. It, it wasn't in case I got thirsty, you know, partway through. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's ultra-tough hard glaze. Tough polyurethane glass varnish for interior wood. Clear varnish. Okay. Um, I use this illustration, a, a sort of a leaders meeting uh, months and months ago. But I, God had been speaking to me about, about showing this. Uh, and I kept thinking, oh, I must bring that. I must bring that each week by week. And then God got on my case and he said, John, you're doing it this week. Do you know what it says on this Ron Seal? Do you know what it says underneath the name Ron Seal? Anyone know from the adverts on the telly? It does what it says on the tin. Okay? That is what we should be like. No, we should do and be what it says on the tin. Okay. People want real stuff. They want integrity. They want honesty. They're fed up with all the other stuff. We need to show them God's love. We need to show them what it is to be a Christian. It certainly does. It certainly does. And there's plenty of words. I, I know. I can do words. But, you know, if it was just down to me, it would be nothing. But, no. I'm a child of God. I'm in God's family. I've got ev all his riches belong to me. Do you know that? And to you. So I'm not doing it on my own. I'm walking along, and even at this moment, as I'm talking and thinking, does anyone care what I'm saying about, do you know what, I don't care because God is here with me, helping me along to do the talk, and hey, that's what matters to me. So let's be who God says we are, okay? Let's be who God says we are, yeah, Let's be exactly what it says on the tin. And like all families, let's grow, cherish our relationships with God and each other. Because that's what I want to see in this church. Something real. Something that people really outside can say, yeah, I want that. Bless you all. Amen. <laughs>